My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning and welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News, folks. And this is, uh, it's a strange one, folks. About seven or eight minutes ago, we had a total power outage. Uh, here at the Farm O Falls, uh, I have absolutely no power, uh, which means I have no computer, uh, which means I have no uh, uh, audio microphone or lights or anything. So I got the the um, curtains open and some snowy, <laughs> snowy scenes coming in from outside. I have no way of knowing if I can take our guest today in and out. Uh, to do an intro or anything. So Janine's already here in the shot. So this is just going to be an unusual show, folks. So welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News for this January the 3rd, 2022, our first show in the new years. And of course, we've got a special guest, which is Janine Williamson. So I'll I'll give her an honest to God uh, introduction here in a couple seconds. Today, folks, you know, I, I do this every morning. Today is National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day. Ooh. Now, I don't know why, because, I mean, all you guys out there that are, are cruising and and have, have getting in, in a, a suite and stuff like that, you get chocolate-covered strawberries. But today, for some reason, is Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day. <laughs> That's nothing for me. But some of you might want to go find a cherry and uh, uh, cover it with chocolate. Uh, anyway, all right, we got some cruise ships sailing today from North American ports down in Port Canaveral, Disney Dream and Independence of the Seas, Carnival Elation, Norwegian es- Escape, and the Carnival Magic down in Port Everglades. That's Fort Lauderdale, of course. The Celebrity Apex, Celebrity Equinox, Silver Sea, Silver Spirit, the Silver Moon, and the Silver Dawn. Three Silver Seas. Uh, ships are all sailing from Port Everglades today. Down in Miami, Freedom of the Seas. I'll be on that on the 24th of this month. The Disney Magic, Carnival Conquest, Nor- Norwegian Joy, Norwegian Pearl, all sail. Over in Tampa, Brilliance of the Seas, a c- Celebrity Constellation sails. In Galveston, Adventure of the Seas and the Carnival Breeze. Uh, in uh, Los Angeles, uh, Long Beach, the Carnival Radiance uh, sails today. So the headlines for today, which we'll get to after we have our guest this morning, uh, more airline cancellations. Uh, obviously, that's uh, related in a way to uh, more uh, live stream cancellations, but which I was I thought I was going to have to do. Um, but anyway, we, we got on. Oh, and I can, I can actually see uh, comments from the chat room. Well, that's sweet. This is the first time I've ever done this on my phone, folks. I'm, I'm learning as we go. So anyway, uh, that's good to know. All right, the other headlines today besides airline cancellations, uh, Norwegian extends their peace of mind policy. Disney Fantasy denied St. Thomas. The MSC Davina cancels a call in Cartagena. 
and the Carnival Mardi Gras wins an award. That's all this morning at 11. And for those of you that uh, might be new to this channel, it's available not only on YouTube and uh, Facebook Live every morning at 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. You say, hey, the lights came back on. Hey. Um, so, uh, but I, anyway, I can't go back to the broadcast. So I'll stay right where I am. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, uh, um, the, uh, uh, not only are we on YouTube, of course, and Facebook, uh, but we have our podcast now, which is available at all the normal places where you get your podcasts, uh, including, uh, but not limited to uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Podchaser, Spotify, all the biggies. Yeah, you just just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News and you get the old fat travel guy. All right. Today we have a special guest who's, you know, she's known as the River Cruise Queen. And she's obviously one of our favorite writers in the whole big wide world, and that's Janine Williamson. She recently invaded the U.S., she came over here from uh, over there on the other side of the pond, invaded the U.S. When she sailed on the MSC shore, I'm going to be on that real soon. So uh, with no further ado, let me bring in Janine. Janine, bail me out. <laughs> well, you've done so well. My goodness. Talk about um, thinking on your feet and carrying on. Wow. The show must go on in true tradition. Well done. I wasn't well, sure what had happened last time. I thought, well, I'll sit here for a little while and, and drink my cup of tea because, of course, it's four o'clock in the UK and just see what happens. But anyway, great to see you again. And it's a memorable first show of the year. We may as well come in with, with a bang. And that's a hell of on. a bang, isn't it? Wow, this is something else. <laughs> All right. Um, you came over and got on it. And I had, a, I had a lovely script all written with questions. And then, of course, that's that's all gone by the wayside, at least for the time being. Tell us about, well, first of all, let's get let's ask the bad question and get it out of the way before we talk about what you actually did that, that involves where I'm getting ready to go here in three weeks. Tell us about the whole travel situation in Britain now. I know you lost at least one cruise. Uh, to Germany because they wouldn't let Brits in. But tell us what your travel situation's like over there first. Well, I mean, first, we'll yeah, the good things. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the good news, I was massively glad to be able to get on the MSC trip because that marked my first trip back to the US in two years. And um, it was really last minute because, of course, you guys suddenly, you know, agreed to let us in again. And thank you very much for that. So it was a real scrabble to you know get over but I mean so that was great um your situation in Europe it's it's still fluctuating and it says we've talked throughout all of last year things keep changing um I was lucky enough to go on one trip on the Rhine um then I was all set to go on an um, Austrian trip but that was cancelled because Austria locked down for a little while they thought about because it started in Passau sort of turning right to go in a different direction into Germany, but then they decided not to do that. So that was cancelled. Um, and then, yeah, really disappointing because for the first time ever, I was due to be going away over Christmas on a river cruise on the Rhine. I had all the tests. I'd booked all the tests to come back and all this day two thing and everything we have to do to test it within an inch of my life. Then three days before Germany announces no Brits, um, but that has now been lifted actually a, a few days ago, but of course too late now, but anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, looking hopeful now for next year, I'm rearranging things, getting things in the diary. So that's what we can just hope for. All right. So you did finally get in this country. I did. As I say, um, first time in, well, really almost exactly two years. I, you know, I had to renew my Esther form. Um, but despite all the testing, you know, I was really pleased with the way everything went it was very very smooth coming through not lots of questions and as you know it's like we've said before Chile if you've done your research you've got all your forms ready and yes it is painstaking and it takes time but if you're all set you've done the tests it's it's you will get in and there's not a huge amount of hassle at all yeah and um uh you got over here I did um, and I know you went to South Beach 
and you had a cocktail. Where there it is. I'm starting the wrong way. You had a cocktail in South Beach. No, actually, now this was actually at the end, um, and that was the most gigantic strawberry smoothie I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, yeah, so we, we had a little bit of time before we went back to the airport. So that was actually on the last day. But yeah, that was great fun. Now, so and, I, and I've got to be—I got to be fair to the on the podcast side of things. You people obviously don't have uh, the the a chance to view some of the pictures that I'm when, when I have Janine on, uh, which we do this regularly. She always has wonderful pictures and video clips. So if you're listening on the podcast on any of the podcast networks, you know, there's in in the description of the podcast there's a link. Go follow it so you can check out Janine's pictures because I and I will try to make this as uh, visible with words as I can. But uh, you know that's that's gonna that's gonna suck for you guys. I, I know that. But anyway, all right. So then you finally got to you got on board the uh, seashore, and who was this little dude that welcomed you on? Was this this was your <laughs> Uh, was this a hot date or something? Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that you, uh, this is the days a, now, sort of virtual dates and everything. <laughs> I came across him on board. He's great, isn't he? I think he was near the children's area. Right. He's fun, isn't he? He's their little mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This I'm, I'm showing a picture with Janine with the, I assume it's the MSC mascot. It's what it looks like anyway. So I, that gives me a chance to tease. As you guys can probably tell, I have been known at times to tease Janine uh, um, unmercifully. Uh, and there's no doubt about it. I, I make a regular, uh, a regular habit of that. Okay. The, the seashore, um, of course, is 5,600 passengers, but you didn't sail with 5,600 people. No, because when we were there, we were very lucky. We, we got on the week before the, the first um, inaugural cruise. Um, so we were there for the naming ceremony. So really, with you know, just, just several hundred people on board. And yes, yeah, so it was incredible to be able to experience a ship, yeah. a brand new ship, you know, like that. You know, just really almost, yes, we were amongst the first people on board. So that was a, a real privilege to be there and, and very exciting. And one of the things that, that I found when I first started booking cruises again um, and trying to find cruises that were given solo travelers a break, MSC was by far the best. I mean, I booked all three of the, sh the ships we have over here straight up, you know, no single supplement at all. So uh, I, my hat's off to MSC. Their cabins, though, is totally different than on other cruise ships. That, uh, I mean, they have, what's it, like 11 or 12 different categories of cabins? I mean, there are, I, there is a huge amount of cabins to choose from. I mean, I think it, it's great because it gives you the choice. I would say, you know, you need to do a bit of research before, before you get on to sort of pick the one that's best for you. I mean, I had a lovely balcony cabin. You know, really nice, really pleased with it. Um, a lot of space. And of course, when anything's brand new, it's just fantastic to be in there. You know, it's that lovely new carpet smell and everything's brand new. Um, and then another, I mean, one of the, some of the really nice cabins and suites. I mean, a lot of the thing with this ship is a lot of superlatives. It's got the biggest this, the biggest that. Um, I mean, I'm not sure which cabin you've booked, but they've got um, the Yacht Club concept, which they've got on their ships, the exclusive ship within a ship. Enclave, as we call it. That, I mean, the, that, that's the biggest one on, on, on MSC Seashore. And that's lovely with, you know, if you want some privacy and you know, away from everything else, it, it's 24-hour butler service. And, and that's a really, really nice, elegant part of the ship. The um, food on MSC for American audience is a lot different. Give us your opinion from a European perspective on the food. I mean, the food on MSC, you know, over the last few years now, it, it's really, really up there with, with, with some of the best. They've got some fantastic speciality restaurants. I mean, I wouldn't say you're going to miss out. I mean, possibly we need to 
to find out what exactly you would think is different, you know, from other ships. I mean, they have got the, um, obviously the main buffet. I know we know now that they're a little bit changed, that, you know, some of it's you're, you're served, but I mean, there is, you know, the, you know, huge a buffet area where you can get, you know, all manner of food all, all times of the day. And I've always said with MSC, you know, being with its Italian heritage, the pizzas are absolutely fantastic, all made to order, um, fresh. So that, that's a sort of highlight in the main dining concept. Then, of course, you've got the, the main dining rooms themselves. Um, I mean, this was quite an interesting one because they've now got all the speciality restaurants that they're grouped together in like this food area. Uh, which is quite fun. So you can move from one to another. Um, we were on for only a very short time. I don't know if you've got some of the pictures, but um, so we didn't experience, we had you know, a couple of obviously main meals at some of them, but because we were there such a short time, they did this really, um, it was great. They did like a tasting lunch where you could just move from one restaurant to the next and have little bite-sized things, which I don't think probably satisfies a main meal, most people, but of course on the real deal, you're going to get the full size meals. Um, I mean, I would say you're not going to be hard done, but I know we, we've had this conversation before. You love your meat. Well, there's a fantastic, their signature butcher's cut um, restaurant that is on this ship um, and something new there, which they've got a, a new outdoor dining area, which is really, really nice. Um, we, we ate there one day. So on fine days, you know, you've got this alfresco eating concept. So I think you'd like that. I mean, did you like, um, you know, Asian food? Do you like sushi? Do you like? Oh yeah, I was. I have to ask you about this first. Uh, I think it's nine seconds. But uh, if, by the way, if you want to talk over this, you have to unmic yourself, which you have to do. I can't do, but if not, just take a look at this. That's sushi, guys. Yeah, let's see that. That's a fun new concept. I mean, they they have the sushi restaurant on on the other ships, but this is the first one with the, you know the conveyor belt system where you sit and everything comes to you and you pick what you want and you know you you watch the chefs they're making it freshly made and it, it's a huge area because it's I think it's I had to work out how they were doing it, but it's like two separate belts going round. I, I I was I was fascinated. With, well, the thing I didn't realize it was sushi at first. Because I, I asked you to send me that clip on Messenger so I could, could do it. Because yeah. I, I looked at the little guy waving his hand, right? And I didn't realize that was, I was thinking, well, that's some on the buffet and salads or something coming. Ah, it's sushi. I thought, oh, I yeah. got to go there. Now, back to my, my real question You're a vegetarian. Do you eat sushi? Uh, yeah, because they had fantastic vegetarian sushi there, and and in all the restaurants, uh, you know, even when you go to the butcher's cut, which obviously, as the name implies, is all meat. And, and I found this, you know, we've had this conversation before, Chile, but now on really all cruise ships, they've embraced the vegetarian, vegan, you know, increasing interest and a number of people. So it's it's really never ever an issue, and and you know, the food there was really really good. So you know, I'm never going to come back. <laughs> stopping or by any stretch of the imagination. All right, here's um, a, here's another one. <laughs> I love the guy twirling the knot. Right, so that's teppanyaki. Yeah, and, and that, you know that that's a, again, and that's a great dining concept if you've done it before. It's it's really good fun. It's really social. And I mean, these guys are amazing and, and, and they've got a great sense of humor. You know, they're, they're full of gags. And um, yeah. I think when, when I went to one before and, you know, he was hurling all these knives and everything in the air. And, you know, and he said, oh, you know, this is my first day. You know? They have more than just uh, I mean, the teppanyaki, obviously, if, again, for a big mediator like me is great. But then again, what I, I mean, I, they have the rice and the veggies and stuff, too. So. Do you end up with a veggie plate from at teppanyaki also? Yeah, yeah, very much so. You know, really every restaurant you go for, there's always going to be an alternative. All right, now you're going to have to explain something. Uh, okay, you, you got to you got to do some explaining on this one. And folks, I'll try to talk you through this as best I can. For is this going to be, an, this gonna be one of your embarrassing? That, no, this is this is a, a menu at the Beach Shack. 
lobster grilled and cheese. Is that like mac and cheese only? It's a lobster? Well, I didn't have it. This was actually on Ocean Key, their private island, which we can chat about later as well. And it was just fun because we arrived there was the early in the day and the guy was chalking up his menu here. I mean, all I can imagine is it's lobster grilled with some cheese on top. Um, but you see, then I've never heard of a lobster bacon roll before. And but everybody who went yeah, there, said lobster it, it's bacon great. roll and grilled octopus salad. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I mean, well, I guess the octopus is grilled and the salad isn't. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm gonna. I yeah, I probably would try it at least. Yeah. Of course, I like just pretty much anything out of the water. You know, that's generally. Yeah, well, you'll get a lot of seafood there. That was, yeah. All right. One of the things that, and I've talked about it on this show numerous times before, is the whole concept that MSC is promoting on Ocean K, Ocean Key, yeah. uh, with the Marine Research Center. Were you able to learn anything new about that? Uh, well, when we went there, they... The research centre is something brand new, which they're going to have there, where they're going to have students and scientists and passengers are going to be able to find out more about their conservation programme. It's not there yet. When we went there for the naming, they had a little ceremony to sort of, you know, dig the first, you know, lay the first brick or whatever. So that happened then. And I guess it'll be up and running soon. Um, but what was interesting for me was really just to go to the island and, and see what's there, because, as you say, they're promoting it a lot from a very ecological perspective and conservation. And it, I will be totally honest with you, I wasn't sure what to expect. And to say I was a little bit sceptical, you know, just wondering, you know, are, are they really sort of majoring on something? Is it going to be a sort of like maybe some of the other islands and like a more of a, a theme park experience, you know, with mm -hmm. pools and water slides? So. I was, I don't know if you've got any pictures of it to flag up, but I was really, really pleasantly surprised that it's nothing like that at all. Um, and the whole, you know, so there are no pools, um, there are no slides. Um, it's all very um, sort of natural type attractions that they have there, snorkeling, kayaking, paddle boarding. Um, and as I said, we were on board because it was the naming. There were quite a few of the MSC um, bosses on board too. And I spoke to some of them and, you know, and they said, you know, we didn't want to provide a theme park um, because really that's we've got all of that on the ship. We've got the pools on the ship. We've got the water slides on the ship. Um, so this is a very different natural experience where passengers can really sort of connect with nature more and just have a real chill out day or two. On I, I don't know what your itinerary is, because some of them go for a full day. Other itineraries stay overnight. So you may be lucky to actually stay there overnight. Um, let's see on my first two, which is on seashore and the Vena, I am just there during the day. Okay. But then I think when I go on Meraviglia, which is in March, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's an overnighter. So I'm going to have the best of both worlds uh, yeah. before too long. Well, I'll be interested to hear, you know, your impressions of it, because as I say, I was, you know, that we had a lot of talks about it and, um, you know, walking around and the guides were just very, very enthusiastic. And, and one of the things which was quite interesting, because I'm, I mean, I think, you know, the background to, I mean, MSC took this island, which was really just like a, a junkyard. It had, it had been used for mining and there was just all this old material and irons and, and, and things left over and in the sea as well. I mean, they just had to do all this dredging and restore all these corals and I mean they have done a fantastic job there because I guess it would have been far far less expensive for them to buy a, a ready-made island so to speak than to, to to recover this one and build it up to what it is right. um you know so that, so that was really and then then speaking I said to some of the guides because of course as we know a, a certain thing beginning with C kicked in COVID so almost the minute the island opened there was no tourism again for you know a year or so and people coming back said that they were just amazed at how much, you know, really now nature has taken over uh, things like the plants, the mangroves and, and the trees that they brought into plant have, have all grown. Um, so I, I think when some of the first passengers went there, when it very, very first opened, they said, oh, it's a little bit bare. Um, but I mean, it certainly isn't now. There's thousands of plants and shrubs and trees everywhere. 
Well, the the information I've been getting is that they've done just a masterful job. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, I'm a big fan of the Bahamas and as a whole, not necessarily what the cruise lines have done in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So, no, but I think you you will find this if if you've been to other private islands, you, you will find this very different. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like you for several reasons, Janine. <laughs> uh, one, uh, obviously, because of our shared love of travel. Uh, one, you've been known on occasions, not just occasions, <laughs> to have an adult beverage or two. Possibly. As have <laughs> I. Uh, you're also uh, quite an animal lover. Um. And one of the things that I noticed, what actually one of the group of pictures that I noticed, you went to an international horse show back in December. Oh, I think yes. it was December. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, well, this is well, it, it's sort of become a bit of an in joke because it's um, a very dear friend of mine who's also a freelance writer. Her name is Gillian, and we actually met quite a few years ago we had met we didn't know each other before we have a mutual love of horses and you know like you do with people we just hit it off and and we've stayed in touch ever since gone on a couple of trips together and so we call this our annual office party so it's not a conventional party because it's only the two of us and so every year we go to this horse show in London um Last year, of course, it was cancelled, um, so we really hoped it would go ahead this year. And it's just a great fun atmosphere. They have um, a lot of show jumpers and horse people come from all over Europe to be there. They have show jumping classes. They have some sort of novelty classes, like they have dog agility classes, which is quite fun. They have a, a Shetland Pony Grand National. They have the musical ride of our household cavalry, which is always lovely with the, the great big drum horse and all, all the soldiers and things like that. So it's just a really great horsey day out for anybody who likes horses. Have you been able to get out riding any? Yes, yeah, yeah. I was there this morning. So that's when you first mentioned we ah, were going to be doing a so podcast. You, were, you made an honest-to-God comment that you needed to know if you were going to be appearing live because you had to get straw out of your hair. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I, I like Janine with straw in her hair. That's just me. So... <laughs> All right, Janine, thank you so much for giving this. And one last question for you. I'm going to be on the the, uh, seashore on the 29th of January. Fantastic. What is the absolute most important thing that the old fat travel guy cannot miss? Okay, well, I would say my high, I mean, there were several, of course, like anything, it's always very hard to be pinned down, but... Um, there is a beautiful, beautiful new um, adult pool only area at the back of the ship um, where they have sun loungers sort of semi-submerged in the water. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful, you know, on a lovely evening. And there's a bar, it has its own bar. So you can go there at sunset. That would be spectacular. And bag oh. yourself a sun lounger. As I say, they're set in the water. Um, you know, it's not a very big area, um, but it is absolutely stunning. It's lovely. Wonderful. All right. What's next for Janine? Um, what's next? Well, of course, a lot of trips, as we know, all cancelled some, you know, rejigging things for next year. But I've got a few things in the diary, which is good. We've got um, quite exciting news for the UK. We've got a, a brand new cruise line starting called Ambassador Cruises, which was really reborn out of the old um, CMV cruise line, which was sadly one of the victims of the pandemic. So for Brits, that's great. They sail out of Tilbury, so I'm going on one of their inaugural sailings. Um, whatever else I've got up, I'm going on um, Celebrity Beyond. So exciting about Kate. that. Yeah, and then um, on the river side, um, one of the most interesting ships launching next year is Arosa Cruises. They've got the first ever dedicated family cruise ship. So it's going to be interesting to see that. And it's also um, got it, you know, electrical power too to go in and out of port. So that, that's going to be great. So things in the diary and very excited about the year ahead. I had hoped to be over uh, on the inaugural cruise of uh, the Beyond. And unfortunately, with my oxygen requirements, um, I did not have the capacity 
that uh, airlines required for me to be on a transatlantic oh. flight. So I had to ditch coming to Europe for the time being. Now I am getting around that now and have new equipment that would probably get me closer, but I'm not sure hundred percent sure I can do a mm-hmm. transatlantic flight yet, but that's in the future. But in the meantime, I was in touch with Captain Kate and I have chatted with Captain Kate a couple times and we're trying to get a time for her to appear right here where Janine is right now. So I'm looking forward to hopefully having Captain Kate on on this show sometime real soon. And then hopefully then soon you can come to Europe and come to this side of the pond. One of these days I'm going to get back over there. That and join me, join me for a cup of tea. Uh, I, or something else. <laughs> All right, Janine. Thanks so much for being with me. I'm sorry we had such a total crazy no, disaster of a start it, today. It's it exciting. It's, it's good to you. <laughs> but at least we we got through it. Now, if I can finish with the news for today, I'll probably want to just crawl up in a corner and go to sleep. All right, Janine. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon soon my pleasure as always thank you bye that's janine williamson one of my favorite writers in the world and that's just absolutely fabulous uh you know i don't know how much of this translated through with uh, what was on air and what was not on air but it is snowing here today it started as a matter of fact it I got up at 4 a.m. and went out and turned the lights on the first time to take a look. And it was great big flakes coming down. And it's I was just looking out the window now. It's been a big, heavy, wet snow. So, you know, all the limbs of trees and the fence post and the wagon wheel is all, you know, snowed under. So quite a bit of snow here and on the Pharma Falls. It looks like I'm going to guess we've probably got six inches out there at least, maybe a little bit more. Um, so we, we've had some snow, uh, but the, one of the interesting things this morning, uh, Jim Cantori, uh, was on the weather channel when I had it on and I was, I was checking on things and, and, uh, one of the reporters says, you know, this is the, uh, the perfect snow to go out and get a double handful of snow and bring it in and pour some maple syrup on your snow and have a snow Sunday. And Jim Cantori says it would be a lot better with Elijah Craig. Those of you that have watched me for a while know that Elijah Craig is my preferred bourbon. And Jim Cantori mentioned that on the weather channel today. I had no idea Jim was a, Elijah Craig guy. So I sent him a message on that one. So I haven't heard back from Jim, but I who knows, maybe I will. Um, so anyway, that was that was terrific. All right. Nothing has been more chaotic recently other than trying to get my show on the air today uh, than the airlines. 2,700 flights canceled yesterday across the U.S., On top of that, 2,700 on the day before, bringing a total since Christmas Eve to more than 15,000 canceled flights. The travel trouble is continuing today as now we've got this snowstorm up the East Coast, and that's going to be affecting a lot of major airports. I don't know if they had any snow in Atlanta this morning, uh, but you know, clearly through the Carolinas has had snow, Virginia. So that's going to affect Richmond and, uh, and uh, Washington uh, airports, the three uh, airports that service DC, which is also Baltimore, uh, possibly up the, to uh, Newark and into New York as well. So now there's going to be a lot more uh, headaches for the airlines today. Um, not just COVID related for a change, but with the travel on top of the COVID stuff and people being sick with the new variant. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. 
My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. With ports of call tightening their testing policies, cruise itineraries being adjusted at the last minute, and cases of Omicron continuing to rise, Norwegian Cruise Line has extended its peace of mind booking policy. This will give prospective guests more flexibility with their cruise vacation plans and allow greater confidence that booking deposits and payment are not at risk if plans must be changed. Norwegian Cruise Line's peace of mind policy allows guests to change or cancel their cruise vacation plans close to their final payment or embarkation date and still receive a refund or a future cruise credit so their vacation investment is not lost. The NCL website now reads, and this is a quote, simply put, for new and existing bookings made by January 31st, 2022, for any voyage with an embarkation date through and including May 31st, 2022, guests are free to cancel up to and including January 31st. So, that's what Norwegian has that's an extension of their policy into next year. The Disney Fantasy, which was sailing a seven-day uh, Eastern Caribbean voyage out of Port Canaveral, was not allowed to let guests disembark on, that would have been on the 30th, that was several days ago now, uh, during her call to... Um, St. Thomas, although guests from another vessel were allowed off, the Disney cruise ship did not receive the so-called free pratique needed to allow guests off. This is a license given to a ship to enter a port once the vessel shows it's free from contagious diseases. Disney released the following statement. The Disney fantasy did not call on St. Thomas today due to both an increase in COVID cases on the island and a small number of fully vaccinated crew members and guests, less than 1% of those on board in isolation for COVID-19. Those affected by these breakthrough cases are either asymptomatic or have mild symptoms, and we are following CDC protocols for managing cases on board. They continued with this statement. We continue to operate with multiple layers of health and safety protocols in place, such as requiring vaccinations, PCR tests at the port prior to embarkation for all guests, testing our crew multiple times per week, enhanced cleaning protocols, and a requirement that masks be worn in all indoor places. While Disney Cruise Line stated the denial of entry was due to local and shipboard cases, according to the health commissioner in St. Thomas, Local caseloads did not factor into the decision to deny entry to guests on board the Fantasy. It was because of onboard issues. So now you got a war of words going on between cruise lines and islands, destinations. I'm not sure that that's going to help anything, folks. Let's not place blame. Let's just, you know. Bite the bullet. And I'm, I'm, I'll fuss at Disney on this one. If the issue was because of the Disney numbers, then just fess up to it. And the same token to the health department, uh, health commissioner of St. Thomas, if, it, if you've got issues on your island as well, be honest about that. Let's not point fingers at each other when we're all trying to get back to the same place 
Similar thing happened to the Davina sailing out of Miami. MSC Davina was forced to adjust its itinerary, including the cancellation of a call in Colombia at Cartagena, Cartagena, Colombia, where you can go and get neat deals on emeralds. I know that from several things that I've done in the past. The vessel was due in Cartagena a uh, day before yesterday. It's not the first time this week that the vessel has seen issues. Uh, the Davina was also denied entry to Aruba on New Year's Eve. The vessel took extra measures, measures earlier this week to mitigate any cases by scheduling an additional antigen test on board on December 28th. Aruba is dealing with a considerable increase in cases itself with several cruise ships being denied entry to the port in recent days. We've talked about that ad nauseum with Aruba turning away ships. MSC Davina now has canceled a call in Cartagena on its own accord. This was not Cartagena canceling Davina. This was Davina canceling Cartagena. This comes as rising cases on board amounted to 50 crew members, according to the mayor of Cartagena. Here we go again, folks. Who did not need to cancel the call as the ship decided to do so itself. So the mayor saying, huh, I didn't have to cancel them because they did it on their own. But they had 50 cases on board. Yeah. I, I just, you know, folks, let's, let's quit pointing fingers at each other. The mayor of Cartagena went on to say that two days ago they had three cases of COVID. Yesterday, they had 50. Already in other ports, they have been denied entry. And we then in Cartagena, we were not going to approve it, but it was not necessarily because they themselves took the responsible decision and decided to turn back, reported Mayor William Dow of Cartagena, Colombia. Oh, well. The Carnival flagship, the Carnival Mardi Gras, which debuted in July, has officially been voted best cruise ship of 2021. In the annual cruise ship awards from Cruise Hive, Mardi Gras was up against every other new vessel, including uh, pretty popular ships from Royal Caribbean, Princess, and Norwegian. And they ended up coming on out on top. So congratulations for another big win for the Mardi Gras. So that's going to wrap me up for uh, news for today. And again, folks, I'm going to try to edit all of the dead air out. So hopefully the folks, even the folks over on the, uh, podcast side will not have to endure all the dead air. I'm going to try to get that out. Uh, and also, uh, I will try to get the all the bad air out of this uh, broadcast as well. So we'll see if that happens. So, so let's see. We have some people I'm sure we lost through all this, but Cindy's with us. Elizabeth was with us down in Cajamel. Hot air Tom's here. Oh, and we got uh, sex bombed again. Uh, I will remove that uh, person block user. Uh, that's, I uh, know that uh, code. Uh, so uh, hot air Tom said uh, earlier today, I read an interesting thread on, thread on cruise critic for celebrity, celebrity last night. My tongue's not working now. The thread was done by a cruiser who was put in isolation on the Equinox and has 14 pages of interesting reading. Wow. Kenneth Weathers up in Pennsylvania. Nice, chilly, eight degrees up there. And that's when Hot Air said, no sound. Elizabeth said, I lost you, no sound. Bonnie says, uh-oh. Ah, uh, yeah, Bonnie, that's all that happened. Wicked weather near Chile's part of Virginia. Yeah, that's it was the weather that did it, folks. 
uh, Hot Air said, the Bubba's in the room. Turn up, turn up your hearing aids, Bubba. No, that wasn't that. All right, that's when I got back on. John was calling me back and forth because I, I couldn't answer anything. I lost everything, folks. I didn't have, I had no computer. I had no email. I had no uh, messenger. I had no Facebook because I had immediately tried to put StreamYard up on, on my phone so I could go live. And I went live and then had to, uh, then when it came back on, I was just a mess. So anyway, <laughs> I hope we got to the end of the broadcast and actually people could hear us. Uh, of course, John is with us as well on, up there. Everybody's saying I'm back. Uh, Hot Air says, I don't mind a delay. It's not good. Elizabeth says, I'm not delaying down there in Cozumel. It's perfect. <laughs> Must mean you are finally on Mexican time. Oh, yeah, that's hysterical. Nikki's good morning, all. We tested negative. You actually travel tomorrow. Nikki, you just keep me in mind. I am so excited about your trip. That's just awesome. Uh, Cindy Lee uh, is asking about the destination. Cruise monkeys. Hey, the cruise monkeys are with us. Good to see you guys. We love Ocean Key. Hard to believe that was two years ago. We love to go back. Uh, Bonnie says, hello to the cruise monkeys. Are you enjoying the warm weather in Miami? And the Caribbean? Cruise monkeys say they really wish they were instead of cold, wet whales two years ago since they were last uh, over here. Yeah. It's... Uh, um, who is over here? Anyway, one of one of the English guys, uh, two guys, um, Ben and David. Ben and David are, are on a ship over here right now. I don't remember what ship it was, but anyway, they flew over a couple of days ago. Uh, Elizabeth says, thanks, Janine. What a good interview. Yes, indeed. Uh, Janine's always, she is wonderful. And to go along with the craziness that she went through this morning, because I had to send her a different link because of the phone. And she followed that and I got her on the phone and we were on the phone going along, sailing along fine for a couple of minutes. And that went out and oh my goodness, it was a real headache. Uh, Nikki says, Cindy Lee, we're sailing on the Viking Orion from California to the South Pacific. Flying to California tomorrow, tomorrow, embarking on Wednesday, fingers crossed. You got this, Nikki. Great interview. Maybe we can all meet across the pond one day. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Uh, of course, everybody's happy about, the, about this cruise that Nikki's going on. That's a bucket list for a lot of us, Nikki. You're getting... We got to live through your eyes now for the next couple of weeks. So, uh, Hot Air says he was uh, checking cruise mapper. Looks like Silhouette was denied porting in Bimini today. It's doing a backtrack. Haven't heard anything on that. Uh, Bonnie says, "Get the shovel out now." That ain't gonna happen. I I already got first thing this morning at, at nine o'clock. I called, you know, I'm supposed to have therapy today at 12. I called first thing and said, because uh, I was hoping that they would be home. But they weren't. They were there. And I said, well, I'm glad you're there. I'm not coming. I'm not taking a chance on going out and slipping and falling and breaking a hip when I'm three weeks away from cruising. No, thank you. I'll, I'll stay in until the snow melts. When it melts, then I'll get out. So. No snowballs for me. No, no putting Elijah Craig on snow. No, uh, ain't gonna happen. I'll put Elijah Craig in my drink glass. That's all I have to do. I don't need to go outside to get any snow. Uh, that's uh, that was uh, 146 years ago. Uh, um. So, Cindy says, "Oh no, this is getting crazy." Yeah. Ben and David, that's right. Ben and David were the ones that came over to get on, uh, to, to, to get on a cruise. So, and Nikki says, thanks to everybody. She will send lots of pictures and I will, uh, uh 
yes, she's going to be a raving photojournalist uh, on location for Chili's Cruises. That's what, uh, that's what they can do. That's awesome. All right. That's going to wrap me up for today, folks. Uh, as always, again, my apologies for all the screw ups with the signal. Obviously the weather that, you know, caused it all today. Uh, it wasn't anything I could do. So I'm going to clean this up as best I can. So if you're watching the replay or listening to the podcast, hopefully it will be somewhat cleaned up. So for today, folks, this is the old fat travel guy. I promise you, I will be back tomorrow, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You guys all uh, stay out of trouble. (laughs) Be safe, especially in this weather if you're on the East Coast. Uh, and I'll see everybody tomorrow. This is the old fat travel guy. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be.